Hello everyone, it's Shaquille, and welcome to yet another episode of Unsheathed Thoughts. Today, I want to do something a little bit different. Today, and just for today, I'm not going to share a spoken word like I'm supposed to, because that is the, the main purpose of this podcast, for anyone that doesn't know, is to, you know, share a spoken word that is centered around God and or truth and on occasions have discussions based around morality and uh, I also plan to expand on you know basically I I want to expand on what I can do on this platform expand on that and uh, I'll, I'll see as time goes on but for, t- but for today, I'm not going to share a spoken word. Just for today. I'm still going to be talking about God, but just in a, in a different way. And I guess I, I, I want to center this theme around the whole idea that you, you can't outwit the outknowing. You cannot outsmart the one who is the all-knowing one. There is no outsmarting God. That's, that's just not happening. An example I would like to use is, uh, you, you think of this world that we live in, this, this argumentative world we live in. It's, it's, it's sort of in the culture for people to bicker and argue over differences and opinions. Or even things that are just petty. <laughs> like, uh, diss tracks. <laughs> In my opinion, what makes a diss track over the other is when a particular rapper has within his lyrics actual facts that degrade or expose, but they, they actual facts that either degrade or expose his opponent. It has to be a little bit better, more than just, it has to be based off of more than just somebody's lyrical capability but also whether or not they're actually laying hits on somebody, whether or not they're actually spilling out facts about another person. Now, has somebody that, that considers himself a servant as God, I am in no way saying that I am condoning distracts, but for the sake of what I'm talking about, I'm just discussing that. I think about <laughs> how when it comes to God, uh... If we were, if, if for whatever reason, somebody wanted to get into an argument with God, that's, that man or woman would be the dumbest person in the universe. Heck, so Satan is, is probably the best person that I could think of who actually thought he could do that and failed epically. But, <laughs> you know, you know, because all, all human beings, whether you're a Christian, whether you want to admit it or not, are sinners, you know. I mean, I'm all you. You know, it doesn't take any religion to tell you that <laughs> that we live in a world full of evil people. That men have problems. There are there are small evils and there are greater evils. Regardless of the, you know the level of it, this world is contaminated with evil. And with just with that reason alone, with that simple fact alone, none of us. <laughs> Could, would be able to be in a verbal argument with God. He would destroy us. He would be the master. Uh, he would be. He would be the king of just destroying somebody verbally. 
this despite his divine power despite his ability to send someone to hell just just with just what he knows about us alone he could belittle us and expose us for the trash that we are <laughs> you know he would be the one to have so much dirt on us that it's it's not even funny i mean the funny thing when you think when you think about the bible for the souls that he saw fit to record their life's history in the scriptures they're pretty much their whole lives is just out for generations and generations to see which include all of their faults <laughs> and some of those faults are just like things you would not want other people to know <laughs> and, I, and I guess I'm saying this because I, I, I just find it interesting how like in the secular community specifically in the secular community with atheists I, I've heard some people say or talk in such a way as if if they were to stand before God they would just be bold they would boldly accuse God of things you know at least in my mind that just is ridiculous to accuse God of they would question him say that he's unjust as if they actually, you know, say that he's unjust because of the evil that persists in this world. You know, that's probably the greatest argument, in my opinion, that secularists have, is arguments when they try to attack God's character, such as why God allows evil to exist in this world. And while I may not know the answer, uh, that in no way does not mean that God does not have an answer, and believe me. If he is God, if he is the all-knowing and the one who is sovereign over all things, he will have an answer to your questions. <laughs> he, he will. He, he absolutely will. But I, I just find it so amusing, the, the, you know, these people that, that, will, that will say things like that when it's like, please, uh, the character of God wouldn't even be in question. I believe everybody knows deep down that as soon as they stand before God, as soon as they understood that they were standing before God, they would not act the way that they would normally act around people. <laughs> they would probably, if they haven't got their lives together, oh, they would be pissing their pants, crapping their pants, dumping bricks, busting booty, <laughs> probably just losing their mind, shedding tears, balling up into a ball looking like a fetus like like no <laughs> they would almost have a mental breakdown standing before God because God knows all things you know and, and he specifically he is a danger he is only something to fear if your life has not been in alignment with truth is when you die you 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 leave in this world the way you came in it the only thing that you're taking with you is your character who you are as a person and that's it and if who you are as a person does not measure up with truth condemned you will be condemned you will be you know and so i just i just find that funny pedaling back to what i was saying you know these people you know that, that for whatever reason don't don't want to believe in god and i, I don't even know this may sound weird to some, but I'm not even 100% convinced whether or not there are people that actually authentically don't believe in God, uh, to be honest. 
you know, because the scriptures will say, you know, they, the scriptures say that, you know, that creation, everything that he's made, earth and everything on it and the heavens above speak of God, speak of his divine power and his wisdom and his divine attributes. And so much so that people were without excuse. Something interesting to note about the Bible is that there isn't a single person, you know, in, 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 the, in the history book that the, that the Bible is, with all the stories that it tells, with every person that is on the Bible. Something that is very, very interesting to note, there's, there's not a single person in there that didn't believe in God. As a matter of fact, it was in the Bible, there is never, there is never, the question as to whether or not someone even believes in God isn't even really, ah, <laughs> I'm messing up with the way I'm wording this here. But basically, to put it simply, it's never been a question as to whether or not somebody believes in God. The question has really always been whether or not people were going to obey God. I think, I think the greatest examples of this is, you know, when... When you read about God sending prophets to other nations, nations that knew nothing about Yahweh, but all it took was for him was for the was for the prophets to preach about the impending doom that would come to them if they were not going to repent. And sure enough, when they delivered their message, they would repent. And I think that says something about the nature of humanity. You know, it is naturally in us to know God. And I'm kind of, kind of straying from my main point here, but I'm going to open up about my, about myself a little bit, you know, and, uh, I've, I've kind of within, within my life, you know, growing up, you know, when, you know, growing up in school, being teased a lot and, you know, uh, losing my father, but, but not just losing my father, you know, you know, losing him at a time where he was not at his peak. You know, finding out that he was unfaithful to my mother and everything that I believed about him was a lie and just just a lot of things and just seeing all sorts of imperfections within my family's life. It, it created it created a lot of insecurities, a lot of fear in me, and there were, there was a you know a dark time where I you know kind of wrestled with suicide, but. Sometimes it, it would even get to the point to where I, I was angry. I was so close to God at the time that I, I really couldn't get myself to do it because I felt like the Holy Spirit was always speaking to me, you know, wisdom as to why it really just wouldn't make any sense for me to do it. I knew too much. He, he, I, I just knew too much to ever really authentically come to that conclusion that if, if I were to ever really, if, if I were to ever go through with the decision of committing suicide, it would only be out of selfishness and fear. And not, not out of, not out of, not out of, not out of anything authentic. And I, and I guess what I mean that is, is like this. I would always, you know, like picture myself if I stood before God, what would be my excuse? And I'm not going to get into all the reasoning and the, you know, all the, all the thoughts that went on in, in my head and on all the different scenarios, but each time God would win, <laughs> you know, there, there is no outwitting God. There, there would be no outsmarting God. There was nothing in my life that was too serious or so serious or something that was so bad that I couldn't deal with. You, you know, I, I think about, you know, especially uh, just specifically, you know, like Af African-Americans, our history. 
you know, got, being slaves and, you know, how families were torn apart, you know, because of the whole process of slavery, how people didn't even know their birthdays, they didn't know their parents, separated from families, being treated as something less than animals. I, I, I wonder to myself, how in the world did they, how in the world could they have possibly <laughs> found an end to even to go through with life? I mean, there were, ugh. I mean, when you, when you look at the history, look at life's history it is only recently and i would say just really specifically for america and other parts of this world where life has really only recently got better because back then it's like especially being black there wasn't really a whole lot to hope for but yet people persevered i mean you know, if anybody had a reason to commit suicide, it would be certain people back then, or even, you know, people that are really going through things, but if even they didn't commit suicide, I mean, I mean, heck, even when it comes to the Son of God, when it comes to Jesus himself, he was born, he grew up knowing that it's, that he grew up knowing that he was eventually going to be the ultimate sacrifice. He knew his destiny, he knew his mission. He knew that around the age of 33, he was going to be brutally killed. And yet he lived life with no bitterness. He lived life sinlessly. And obeyed God thoroughly. And without lack. And I just know that if I were to do something like that, and for anybody else that may relate, that may wrestle, or have wrestled with thoughts of suicide in that manner, and I'm not saying, you know, something, a quick note that not everybody that commits, you know, that, that wrestles with suicidal thoughts is in their right mind. You know, some, you know, there's, there's clinical issues there. There are just some people that this, this, this doesn't really, this, this, this particular message isn't really for them because there are some people that just, you know, that just aren't in the right mind. There's all kinds of reasons why people commit suicide, but specifically, I guess, with what I'm talking about, you know, the, the, the people that are in the right mind and are able to think about this. You know, you, you might want to think to yourself, you know, is it is it reasonable? You know, are, are you just being selfish? Are you just being fearful? Is it really just impossible to, con to continue living? Because I know for a fact that if I were to stand before God, he, he would basically make me look like a fool. He's the all-knowing one. He would show me what my life could have been like showed me everything I did wrong, he would show me why my thinking is wrong, and he would also show me everything that I could have done better. And, and I, and I thank God that I also, I guess I'm, it's even been said by people I know that I, I I'm very self-aware. I know that deep down that the only reason, <laughs> you know, why I, you know, wanted to commit suicide was because I really didn't want to trust God with everything in my life. You know? There, there were some things, just possibilities that I was afraid of. I didn't want to have to humble myself and, and actually be okay with the unknown. Actually deal with life and all of all of its, all the unexpected events that could occur. Like sometimes I would just think life is pointless. Like I, I think about the pain that my, that my mother went through. 
you know, in her marriage. And it's just like, uh, the pain, and I guess it comes from the pain of just not really being liked and misunderstood, you know, growing up in, in, in high school and, and dealing with being teased and, and the pain of, of, of just people attacking you and seeming to have no real friend and just kind of, even at a young age, having to basically learn to fend for myself in a way. And it's, and it's just weird how I, I, my, my father's relationship with my mother just had this weird psychological effect on me. I, I, I saw all of my painful experiences basically has evidence of what life is really all about and, and what it more than likely is going to be like. And, and, and not just that, you know, there, there's marriage is a, is a, is a failed thing. And, and this is just one of, of many, one of many things that, that bothered me. I thought to myself, man, I, I don't ever want to be like that. I don't ever want to get married. <laughs> and then having, having to deal with the, having to deal with that pain of, of, of unfaithfulness, you know, because it, it will, it, it'll be hard for it to not affect the way that you view yourself. And I knew that it was also the combination of, of pain that I had already experienced prior to that growing up in school. And just, just things like that. And just the fear of always being misunderstood or, or just the fear of just always being disappointed or, or life just not measuring up to what it, to what it could be. But it's just like, 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 no, that's life. Pain is a promise. The Bible promises pain. God promises pain. But God also says that there's not a single thing in this life, that there is no unfortunate, I'm paraphrasing here, no unfortunate, uh, God, that, 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 that there is no pain, no suffering that can compare to the glory that is to come. You know, so if there's anybody out there that I guess for lack of a better phrase is afraid to feel, doesn't want to doesn't want to have to face their fears doesn't want to have to doesn't want to be disappointed or tired of whatever pain they're going through you know that's not something you have to carry Jesus overcame the world God doesn't ask us to do a damn thing that he hasn't done himself and I imagine that if I would have committed suicide, he would have shown me the, the cloud of people that went before me and that lived life victorious, victoriously in spite of its ridiculous, in spite of its ridiculous obstacles and troubles. Instead of a Regardless of whatever life threw at them, they lived it victoriously. They lived it boldly. They lived it to their full capacity. And I, I could not use my fear. I, I could not use my pain as an excuse. None of that could outsmart God. God would see straight through my insecurities, see through my self-thinking, see through my, my narrow-minded and small thinking.
yeah. <laughs> but uh, that went a little differently than I thought it would. But that's basically what I wanted to share, what I wanted to talk about. I think it's important, especially especially in this world that that's so, you know, that not, that not only wants to get rid of God and, and degrade everything that God is about, but 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 the whole foundation of truth is being thrown out of this world, and it changes. It it, it will change the way that people live life. And you see it already. You see it already. I, I need not to give an example. Many of you can, can come up with a plethora of examples. <laughs> let me let me end this in prayer. Heavenly Father. You who are one yet three, and three yet one the progenitor of the heavens and the earth. Uh, I just thank you for giving me the boldness to be able to open up about myself. And I ask that for for anybody that may be, uh, you know, wrestling with suicide or just, just, or even people that are just down about life, disappointments, people that are, that are losing that zeal people that are just worn out and tired and and uncertain. I ask that in a way that only you know how, through your power, through your wisdom, through your intellect, Father, that you you will turn their attention to you. Father, the word says that the foundation of wisdom is the fear of the Lord to have reverence towards you. That if we know you, we can live without the fear of danger. God, you are the all-powerful one. You are the all-knowing one. And you are the one that is everywhere at once. If we live in a world of that is void of trust. People having a hard time connecting. People having a hard time being understood by others. If there's anyone that feels like they don't have a friend, not even within their own blood, within their own family, may they find friendship in you. You who are love personified. And you are everywhere. You are omnipresent. You've also promised to seal your spirit within us. You are with us all the time. May they fight our, that sinful nature in them that, that tells them that it's, it's useless or that it's silly or that it's ridiculous, that it's pointless fight against the culture that tries to belittle you and make you seem stupid or just everything that you're not in any way. And may they listen to that voice of wisdom that says to draw near, to draw near to you. 
that in return you will draw near to them. That they will be kept in perfect peace and a generation of people that seem to be full of anxiety. Father, you are the all-knowing one. We have many questions, we have many uncertainties. May they be reaffirmed in your sea of knowledge, in your infinite sea of knowledge. In that very wisdom that is responsible for the mechanics of physics and nature itself. We're not meant to find out these things on our own. We're not, we're not meant to figure out life on its own, on our own, or figure out the purpose of life on our own. We cannot do this life on our own. It's part of the reason why we're surrounded with people. But we can't just do it with people either. And especially when we separate ourselves from truth. Everybody gets confused and nobody really knows what we're talking about. If everybody is blind, then we can't just, we can't even rely on each other. We were to live life in a perfect threefold way of loving. And that is to love you, to love ourselves, and to love others as equally unto ourselves. But when we throw you out of the equation, and people, especially in the secular community, don't think that there's any harm to that, well, we take away objective truth. We take away the one who knows what life is all about because you are the one that created life. History is nothing more than a resume <laughs> proven that humans don't have it all figured out and that something's missing and God that's you so may your spirit cut off that voice any voice that tries to deter people your children from your voice that they will have true wisdom and that they will not be tossed and turned by every wind of doctrine that this world throws at us. May people live in truth. And may they eat of the fruit that truth produces. May they trust in your power. May they trust in your love. Father, your love is faithful. Many times throughout the scriptures it says, all the psalmists speak of your love being that of a faithful love. As faithful as the sky is blue, as faithful as the, the rising of the sun, as faithful as the moon is in the night sky, so too is your love faithful. You are the opposite of everything that humanity represents. You are love perfected. And I just pray that people will know that more. Will come to know the real you. Not a religious you, but a real and authentic relationship with you. 
that is my prayer, that is my desire, that is my wish. I pray that everyone will come to know you in ways that I, that I, that my words fail to be able to utter, to be able to describe. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your righteousness. I thank you that you are the way, that you are the truth, and that you are the life. I thank you. I thank you, Heavenly Father. I thank you, Jesus. And I thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Unsheathed Thoughts. May you all be blessed. May you all be safe. And have a good night. I'll see you again. Bye.